When you ask people to think of Studio Ghibli movie or a Miyazaki movie, what movie do you think they think first? Probably My Neighbor Totoro, which is what we're talking about on this episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast. This episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast is brought to you by Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online game retailer. Each week, they have brand new bundles that last for only a limited amount of time. And with Humble Bundle Monthly, for a flat fee each month, you gain access to over $100 worth of games for only $13. A game I received was Soul Calibur 6, which normally retails at nearly $60. And I got it and several other highly rated games for the low price of $13. If you love games as much as I do, do yourself a favor and get Humble Bundle Monthly using the link down in the description or by using the link on our website. Not only will you be getting amazing games for yourself, you'll also be able to support the podcast. Back to the show. When you tell people, think of a Studio Ghibli movie, I will almost bet that they will think of my neighbor Totoro, the giant cat Snorlax. Now, why is that? Well, for one, it's a super popular character. Much akin to think of a Nintendo game and people think of Mario or think of Pokemon and they think of Pikachu or Disney and Mickey Mouse. You think Studio Ghibli, you think Totoro. It is the most iconic one and it's actually become part of Studio Ghibli's logo. I think it has a lot to do with, well, how the film feels, truthfully. Going back, it was created in 1988, was when it was released. And I think it hails in the perfect Studio Ghibli Miyazaki films. Now, I say that because, again, it's so iconic, but it's so good. I was having this conversation with my lovely wife and was talking about why I think it's better than Castle in the Sky and Castle Cagliostro that we have covered previously on previous episodes. And it came to the conclusion of its nature. I loved Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind because it was all about nature. In this film... It's all about childlike delight and nature. That's a huge part of this film, is the nature aspect of it all. And I think that that works. The vibrant colors and the blues and the greens mixed together with perfect soundscaping. It works. It really just works. It plays well within the, the the wheelhouse of Miyazaki. Everything looks so fresh, good, and clean. There are shots of trees and water running, and it just takes you back. 
this film takes you back to the childlike nature of running around in the forest and running around outside and just being a kid again. Now, truthfully, I didn't watch this film as a kid. I watched it more as an adult. But still, it brings you back to that idea of having that imagination, having that ability to run around and just laugh and play and have fun. And it's interesting. This film, to me, is the epitome. I'm looking over the list of episodes that we'll have to go over. Like, there are a lot of ones that I'm like, I don't know that I've ever actually sat down and watched all of it. I've seen parts of it, I think, but I've never seen all of it. But Totoro's the one I've seen the most. It really is. Soundscaping is perfect. Music, on point. Voice acting, love it. This movie might be, in some ways, the perfect animated film. They, it, it stays it stays at the perfect length, only coming in at 86 minutes, so an hour and 20 minutes. It knows its themes. Adventure, childlike wonder. It has a couple instances where it's like, ooh, that could be, air quotes, scary. But that's life. Life is full of wonder and excitement, but sometimes there are parts where we don't understand what's going on. And we're a little scared. I think this this movie did for Japan a lot of it. That is instantly the most recognizable anime image. And I don't even have to tell you what image, and you probably have already conjured it. The one where they're standing in the rain, and she's holding the umbrella and Totoro standing next to her. That's the single most recognizable frame of anime ever. I will argue. People who aren't really into anime, who've never seen Totoro, would probably still know that that is my neighbor Totoro. It's just so recognizable. It's like showing people, random people, a picture of Pikachu. They probably know who Pikachu is. Not for the fact that they love Pokemon, but that it's so recognizable. And I think that that's important. I think that that speaks volumes of the anime more above than what the anime is about. The fact that it's so... It's part of the culture. It's so ingrained in the culture. The people who don't know anime still know that. That you can buy Totoro-inspired housewares and stickers and everything. I'm 90% sure you could decorate a house in Totoro stuff. And I would love to see pictures of a Totoro-inspired house. So if you have a Totoro-inspired house, show me a picture. Send it to me on Twitter. I'll be happy to look at it. There, To me, this film is... Truthfully, the perfect Miyazaki film. It's got the perfect combination of characters and nature. I'm a huge proponent of having nature in films. Uh, you know, it, to me, it feels, it makes the film feel cleaner and fresher. 
even if there is, if it's not clean and fresh, if that makes sense. Like, there's an instance in my neighbor Totoro where the youngest daughter looks in the water and is looking at fish, and there's a glass bottle in the water. It shows that mankind has been there, but nature still will triumph. To me, that is a really important. I like that detail. It is the imperfection in the river that makes the river perfect. People don't love things for their perfection. They love them for their flaws. And that is the river's flaw, that bottle. That's a weird thing to single out, but it struck me that even in a shot of pure nature, water, fish, the ground, the riverbed, they made a point to draw a bottle. To me, that struck the chord of humans have been here, but nature still flourishes. And I think that is truthfully somewhat the theme of my neighbor Totoro. Humans are still there, but even in the house, there's the soot gremlins. They're nature. Nature took the house. They moved in, and the soot gremlins decided, we'll move out. But then right next to the house, in the sense of the word, there's a giant forest that, my na that Totoro lives in. He is their neighbor. Here's this kami in Japanese culture, Japanese Shintoism. Here's this kami living in the forest under a giant camphor tree. And he still interacts with them. Nature, kami, which is a sort of godlike creature thing in J Japanese Shintoism, like, it, this god is still interacting with these kids. Still, still there. To me, that is important. That mankind may be moving in amongst the trees, amongst the nature, but they coexist. They live next to them. They truly are neighbors. Mankind and nature are tied together through means that a lot of people just don't think about. They know about it. They don't think about it. When nature goes, so too does man. Nature and man are a duality. I, I will argue that every single day. And I think that's what actually makes this film so darn good is that it figured out a way to tie those two together. Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli hit their stride when they started really hitting on nature. Pretty soon we're going to have Princess Mononoke, Ponyo. We're going to have so many different movies about nature coming down the bend. And there's going to be so much to talk about. But we're going to talk about those on those episodes of the Gaming Show Podcast. If you have any comments, Totoro-inspired houses, or you just want to show off your Totoro merch, please, please, please send them to me on Twitter, at DerekGNC. And I will be sure to look at those and uh, let you know I appreciate it. So, until next week, I hope you all have a wonderful one. Keep safe on your holiday weekend, and uh, have fun. So, until next week, peace!
Thanks for tuning into the Gaming and Chill podcast. We hope you liked it. It would be really helpful if, on your given listening platform, you were to leave a comment and give us a rating. For more on the Gaming and Chill podcast, you can visit our website at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. And from there, you can read anime and game reviews that are not on this podcast. You can also find links to all of our social media where you can follow us. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you soon. Cheers!